0: Thank you for joining us. I'm here today with Margaret Cronin from the heart of Texas, Houston, Texas, in fact. Welcome, Margaret. Thank you for having me. It was great to meet you in Houston last spring, and I know you are the Dean of Academics at Magnolia School. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Margaret, we're going to talk today about leisure and Right now, women are going through so much. Uh, we've got so much uncertainty. What are our kids going to do this year for schooling? For How's their schedule going to go? We can't, nobody can pin it down. And there's this continual unrest. And I think women are getting worn out. Would, would you agree with that?
1: I completely agree with that. I am feeling that way as a professional and as a mother and as a wife. And I am also seeing it in my community and with the families that I work with. And I think it—I think it is—it is. it, it really is a, a unique problem to the situation that we're in right now.
0: So we want to talk about leisure, because even though it's almost counterintuitive, right? We think that we need—we think that rest right now is almost impossible with these loads that we are so aware of. Can you talk about leisure and maybe how it differs from entertainment? Sure.
1: I think one of the the wonderful things about leisure is that it's it is different from from rest and it is different from entertainment and it's something that we can engage in even when we are tired, which is such a relief because if that wasn't the case then as women and mothers we could be facing decades without any sort of relief. And We need that, we need that as women, we need that as human persons. One of the ways that I like to understand leisure is this idea of sort of that that gaze at the beloved, right? And so if we're engaging in leisure with a friend, that it's being able to give them the full gaze of our attention. If we're engaging in that leisure with God, that we're able to give that full gaze to the beloved. And that can happen. We can engage in that practice even when we're tired. And so it's not entertainment. It's not something that we will necessarily come away from feeling like we were, um, that it was humorous or that it was something like, that you might feel if you were watching a funny movie or reading a funny article, but we'll feel more at peace. And that's exactly what we're missing. And that's exactly what um, I think you're right, that women are looking for right now.
0: So you're saying that even in the midst of the busyness or extreme tiredness, we can give a full gaze to what's or who is before us. And that is a work in a sense, but a work that allows us to receive. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So in the simplest, the simplest way you're saying stop look at what's before you, listen, be fully present in the moment is a form of leisure.
1: Absolutely. And being able to say, you know, that, yes, there is uncertainty here and to rest in that and to say, yes, there are so many factors that are outside of my control, right? But what I can control is my gaze and where, where I turn my gaze and we can always choose to just do the next right thing, right? We don't know what the fall will look like for our schedules or our families or our children's schools, but we can do the next right thing today. And that next right thing, Marcy, given the situation, might very well be for me to sit down and read a beautiful book or sit down and drink a glass of water or take a nap. You know, That could really be the next right thing that we need to do
0: so how do you discern that the next right thing
1: the next right thing that's great i think that that is sort of that that moment of leisure right where you can quiet yourself and you know literally sit down and just focus and say you know and and to say what is it that i need the most next right now right what is causing me the most anxiety in this moment and ha- what can I do to address it right now in a reasonable way that's something that's within my control, you know? And if you, you have that moment and you sit down and you realize I'm hungry or I'm tired, we have to address those things first, right? And leisure will, is that sort of that, that space, that in-between space that lets us have that time to discern um, what's needed most for ourselves and for our families.
0: Now it's easy to see in a two-year-old, isn't it, what their needs are. A child, you've been running errands with a two-year-old, for example, and they've missed their nap. They've they've had some candy, and they're having a meltdown. And the mother knows what yes. needs to happen. The child yeah. needs to be taken home and and put in the bathtub and 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 get a nice little dinner, and then have have a story read to him and we see what needs to happen, but often for ourselves, we don't even see to drink a glass of water, right? Right, it, right. And that, also, that is- Margaret, I think of like, we're talking about holy moments here of being able to be fully present to another person, that that is restorative to us. It's, it's almost counterintuitive, isn't it? Because I get in a habit of charging forward, managing, you know, the family life rather than really being present. First. And I think it's,
1: you know, it's something that, you know, I, I struggle with for sure is even just the pull just of our phones, right? And, and if this idea of your, where is your gaze, right? And how tempting it is to have your gaze be on your phone so often, right? When there are human persons in front of you, you know, that, that we really should be paying attention to both for their sake and for our own. Like you said, it's restorative for us to give um, our full attention to what's in front of us.
0: That's so encouraging. I like that. How do you see sisterhood and how does your vision of sisterhood assist your leisure?
1: Yes. I come from a family of all girls. Um, I didn't have any brothers and I went to all girls schools growing up and now I work in an all girls school. So my life has been um, full of sisters, my biological ones and the ones that um, have been brought into my life in other ways. And I think that sisterhood is, is, is so essential kind of for two reasons that you know, when we have this moment of leisure where where we need time for ourselves, when we realize that what's lacking, that the, that the next right thing is for us to have some time to uh, restore our own selves and our own souls, I think that sisters are exactly what we need to kind of step in and Take over and help with what what needs to be helped with, so that we can take that step back and restore ourselves, right? So that you know is anything from calling your actual sister, calling your children's godmother, calling your best friend, and saying, you know, I really need an afternoon off. You know, I need time to read, I need time to sleep, um, or whatever it is, and that she can step in and say, you know, I've got this. Like I will take your children and I will bring them back at dinner time with a pot of soup and you take the time that you need right so i think that sisters can support us in leisure in that way and a second way that i think is so important is that that in friendship that in that time together that that is also a form of leisure right when we are together with our sisters that when we can give them our full attention this gaze that we've been talking about that that is leisure in a different way than when we're alone still leisure and enhanced by the, the, the presence of the people around us, and particularly for women, to have those other women to say, Yes, I understand, right? I understand this mental load that you're carrying. I understand these fears that you have about your children's health and their education. You know, to, to have that um, camaraderie is just so important. So I think that sisterhood and leisure are really combined in both of those ways, right? When we, when, you, when we need to be alone and when we need to be with others.
0: It is restorative. I've had that experience again and again in my own Well-Read Mom group, coming home refreshed, coming yes. home a wider perspective, yes. coming home, not, not have, not, come, not. I haven't left to escape family life. I've, I come home ready to jump in and
1: I'm very fortunate that I typically am able to make a retreat once a year, and I go to the same retreat center and every time I pull into the gate, the overwhelming feeling that I receive is just I can carry on, I can keep going right I can keep doing these things for my family and for my work um, and it's such a it's such a gift it's such a gift to have that space
0: you know you. You talk about Edith Stein, I know you have a lot of love. For Edith Stein. I love that. How, how are we as sisters and women in, entrusted with the task of not only engaging in authentic leisure ourselves, but of giving the benefits of leisure to the wider culture and encouraging those around us in this practice? Can you yeah. speak so- up Stein with that?
1: One of my favorite lines from Edith Stein is that um, the woman's soul is fashioned as a shelter in which other souls may unfold. And I, I love this, idea, you know, biological motherhood, right? We're literally the place in which a soul gets to unfold, but also in terms of spiritual motherhood, right? That we, as women, are uniquely equipped by God to receive. This is something that we need to receive, and, and when we can receive others, and to be that place where other people 's souls can unfold is just such a beautiful image um, and I, I like we could even tie that in with leisure, right? We could even think about leisure as sort of an unfolding of our souls and i as I was meditating on this before our conversation, I started to think about when do we unfold things because I spend an awful lot of time folding i don 't know about you, Marcy, but I spend a lot of time folding laundry folding, um, you know, papers to put in the backpack for school or when, you know, projects, crafts, there's a lot of folding that I do in my days. Um, but when do I unfold? And I was thinking that one of the one of the nicest moments when I unfold something is when you sit down for a meal and when you unfold a napkin. And I love this idea of taking little moments in our day when it's something that we would do ordinarily and kind of using that as a time to to call ourselves back to what we're doing, to what we're about, to what what we ought to be doing. And I love this idea that maybe when we sit down, when we unfold our napkin, right, that that can be a reminder to ourselves about this gift that we have as women, to be that place where other souls can unfold, particularly because that's what happens around the table during a meal. Isn't that what we want in a family meal or in a meal in which we have friends in our homes that that our table becomes a place where other people feel like they can unfold that they can relax that they can be themselves and that we can receive that we can receive their stories and their struggles their anxieties and to give them some peace to give them to give them some ease from their from their days
0: so you're talking margaret about being intentional with moments of leisure an intentional way to stop to think of this i like this imagery of unfolding this imagery of uh, a shelter in which other souls may unfold being that as women for ourselves and for others it's a practice you're talking about developing a practice of holy moments absolutely absolutely how Can you talk about Martha and Mary? Because both of those saints uh, we can learn from, and it's not necessarily one or the other, but certainly Jesus said Mary has chosen uh, the greater portion and she will not be deprived of it. Right. And yet Um, we are called to an active life along with a contemplative life. Uh, You you speak about
1: that with leisure? one of the best parts I think about the the Catholic intellectual tradition is really this wonderful concept of both and right is that we can both live an active life and still be contemplatives right um, I believe it was Jose Maria that said you know this this concept of a contemplative living within the world right how do we maintain an active life um, and yet, contemplatives and I think that it that it's what we're talking about it's this concept of leisure and keeping our gaze where it needs to be and then it's a it's training right it's it's like training for a marathon it's practicing that every day in those little intentional moments turning our gaze back to what where it needs to be and that ultimately that you know our hope is that by doing that day in and day out and training ourselves and getting better and better at that, that that will end up being, you know, the whole of our lives, right? That, that at the end of our lives, that someone can look back and say, you know, Margaret kept her gaze where it needed to be. What a gift, what a gift if someone would say that about you,
0: you know? Oh, that would be a wonderful gift to keep our gaze where it needs to be. Yeah. receiving continual grace from God who is with us Living with us in us Um, I love that scripture in him. We live and move and have our being and I always think of Martha who Was in the presence of the Lord himself yet? She wasn't able to receive and I see myself. I see myself there at that point a lot a great deal Not able to take in that the Lord is present not able to receive that restoration that's so possible so maybe it's what you're talking about just asking or let me receive let me live these moments of positioning myself to you know ask to see to be present you know
1: when we were talking about the toddler um and that the mother can so clearly see what they need right like you need a nap and a cheese stick and a story right? <laughs> like i feel like those three things solve a lot of problems We can, we can can so clearly see that, but being able to ask the Lord to say, you know, to help us to understand what we need, right. That's the first step. And then to ask for it, if we are feeling in our lives, like we are, you know, that we do not have the community that we need, that we do not have the friendships that we need, that we don't have, you know, the day in day out support that we need we need to pray for those things. And we need to ask the Lord boldly to give them to us, right? To say, you know, Lord, this is the work that you've given me. And, you know, if it is your will, I need help. I need friends. And we know that, you know, we know how much the Lord loves us and how much he wants us to, you know, to not have those melt like we see in our children. And he will provide, right? We believe that. We believe that God will provide things that
0: we need that is so beautiful margaret and i've been helped by our conversation i so pray for all of us that we might ask the lord to show us what we need he's waiting to give us he's waiting for us to ask he's waiting to bless us and fill us and so you're talking about really a, a continual communion with the lord Continual relationship, uh, being aware of that throughout our day in these moments of living leisure. Any final words, Margaret? I I feel like my
1: my well-read mom group is one of the places where I am able to feel this, you know, so deeply and clearly. And it is it over the years, it's just become something that I really feel like I can't live without. And and that's that's how we you know that's how we want to get to a point where we we are so in love with leisure and being able to rest and, and focus that it's that it's a necessity right that this is something that cannot be taken off the schedule you know I think one thing that um, we've talked about is kind of you know sometimes it's like well I need to say no to something I need to figure out where we need to cut back and and for me, you know that that group of women and the stories that we've read and the discussions that we've had it's it's a complete non-negotiable on our on our very full
0: calendar it goes it's a priority on the calendar right it is it is awesome thank you so much margaret thank you for joining us i hope i hope we can have another discussion this year i hope so too thank you for all the work that you do did you like what you heard today For more information about Well-Read Mom and joining a group near you, visit our website at wellreadmom.com. Well-Read Mom groups are forming now. We make it easy to grow in friendship by sharing great books and literature.